Shalom Uvrach, this is Chazar Shir number 16, where B'siyata Deshmaya, we will begin the new sagya of Hilchus Tzedakah, and particularly we'll focus on how to be Mekayim the Chiv de Oraisa of giving Tzedakah. So just as an introduction, really the Shulchan Aruch gives an introduction to all of uh, Hilchus Tzedakah, and he talks about the importance of giving Tzedakah, and how that it's a mitzvah de Oraisa that, was list, that is listed many times throughout uh, the Torah, uh, and that someone who doesn't give Tzedakah is as if he's over the Zara, and he can cause the death of the Ani, and on top of that, a person will never lose out from giving Tzedakah, and he'll always, uh, he'll always make money, and whoever's Merachim on, on the Ani, Makadish Baruch is gonna be Merachim on him, and uh, giving Tzedakah is Doche, all of, uh, all of Gzeir's Kashos, and, and like we mentioned before that, that giving tzedakah also, a person will become uh, wealthy from actually giving tzedakah. So the Shulchan Aruch spends a lot of time, an entire simon, really as an introduction to all of Hilchus Tzedakah, quoting various gemaras, giving us chizak to, to give tzedakah, uh, and probably because giving tzedakah is not an easy thing, right? That a person, uh, he makes money and it's, uh, uh, it's not easy to, to give. Um, so the Shulchan Aruch spends an entire simon uh, giving chizak, quoting various uh, Gemaras and Rishonim on the importance of uh, giving tzedakah. What we want to focus on today is how to be Mekayim the mitzvah of tzedakah. How to be Mekayim this Chiv Deraisa that's listed uh, many times in the Torah. They're both essays and Lavin. How are you Mekayim, uh, practically, how are you Mekayim this mitzvah? We know when it comes to other mitzvahs, tefillin, yeah, you know exactly where it needs to go on your head, on your arm. When it comes to lulav, you know exactly how to hold it, how to shake it. What do you need to do in order to be Mekayim the mitzvah of tzedakah? And when is it initiated, right? At what point that we say, oh, now you're chayiv to, to give tzedak. So there's really uh, a few questions that, that we want to focus on. Number one is, when is the chayiv of giving tzedak initiated? At what point do we say, okay, now, now you have the chayiv to give tzedak. Now you have the chayiv to give tzedak. Uh, number two, uh, what is the minimum amount that you need to give? And number three, what's the, what's the, maximum, uh, what's the maximum amount? So we saw from the Sefer Achinuch uh, and from the Shevet and from, Alivi and from as well, that the chayiv of giving tzedak is a chayiv on men and women, and it applies 24-7. However, the actual chiv, the, the, the initiation that you're obligated to give, the moment an ani asks you for tzedakah, if an ani comes up to you and says, please, could you help me buy clothing? Please, could you help me to buy food? I don't have any of the above. You have now a chiv to give him, to give him money as long as you have money, right? If you have money, so then you have a chiv to, to give him money. So, so from the, from the Sefer Chinuch, we learn that there's really two things that will trigger your obligation to give uh, tzedakah. Number one, you need to, you need, the ani needs, needs to ask you for the money. Uh, included in that is also if you know about it. And then number two is you need to have the means to be able to actually pay it back. So now that the chiv is triggered, now that you know, uh, now that you're obligated to, to give tzedakah, so what is the amount that you're obligated to give? How much? Okay, so now we know, now you have a chiv de raisa. So how much do I need to give in order to be mekayim the chiv de raisa? So the Gemara, the Rambam, and the Shulchan Aruch, they all pass again, that ideally, me the raisa, you, you have to give the amount that he needs to cover his costs. So if he comes up to you and he says, I need $100 to buy food for Shabbos, you're obligated to give all $100. However, comes the... And, and even like exorbitant expense. If he's used to the, the Shulchan Aruch and the Gemara give examples of even someone had, had a horns, he's, he's used to driving a Lexus. So ideally, you would be obligated to give him all of those needs, even though we saw for the Marjdam, who says that if it's like an exorbitant need that people don't, you know, could accustom to live without it, right? he doesn't need to drive a Lexus, he can drive a Honda, a regular car as well. Uh, so, then, uh, so then we should actually teach him to, to do that. We should teach him to, 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 not, not, to not, not to need all these exorbitant, exorbitant uh, uh, needs. But lemaisa, midoraisa, the moment someone asks you to give to, the, someone, someone asks you to give tzedakah and you have the means, you're obligated to fulfill all of the needs. However, comes the Ramah and the Ramah's Mechadish, he says, I'm not always obligated to 
give all of the needs of the, of the Ani. So if someone comes up to me and asks me for tzedakah, if I have the ability to give him $150 for Shabbos, he named Atuv Manayim and I was Mekayim the Mitzvah Bishlam Musa. He says though, says the Ramah, he says, if there are other people that are around, I'm not obligated to give all of those $150. Because again, it's, the Tzibur is obligated to fulfill all the needs of the, of the, of the Ani. However, the Ramah points out that if, for example, there is no one else around, it's just you, so then you're actually obligated to give all the needs of the Ani if you're the only one that's there. So for example, if you're in the middle of America and you stop at a gas station at two o'clock in the morning, and as you pull in, you notice that there's another year there who has no money, his credit card doesn't work, and he, and he needs money to, for gas in order to, to get home. So then, and you have $100 that you're able to give, you're obligated to give him all of that, all of what he needs since there's no one else that's there. But if there are other people that are there, so then, Taka, you are able to... Um, you are able to, to give him, uh, if there are other people out there, you, you, don't have to, you don't have to give him the whole, the whole amount. So how much do you have to give him, right? If we know that you're, ideally you should cover the whole thing, but you're not obligated to cover the whole thing if there are other people out there. So what's the minimum amount that you'd be obligated to give him? So from the, the Shulchan Aruch and from the Gemara, it's Mashman, you'd give a third of a shekel, which comes out to about 6.4 grams of, uh, of silver, which is about $5. Uh, but the, but Reb Chaim Kanievsky in, uh, in the Sefer, uh, so he paskins that that's midirabana. But midoraisa, you can even give him a mashu. You can give him a, a drop. You give him a drop. You're uh, you're ready. Yotze, your chiv of uh, of meiser. Your yotze is your chiv of my, uh, excuse me. Your yotze, your chiv of tzedakah by giving him by giving him this little bit uh, this this small amount. So so again, so let's let's summarize. Midoraisa, when someone asks you for money and you have the ability to give the money, you are mechuyiv to give tzedakah. Uh, you're to give him. How much you're obligated to give him? Ideally, you should give him the whole thing. You should cover all the needs of the Ani. If you don't want to give all the needs of the Ani, and there are other people that are there that can cover the cost, so then you can give him just a, a minimum amount, just a, just a small amount. Uh, if there's no one else that's there, so then Taka, you're obligated to give him all of his, uh, all the needs that, uh, all the needs that he needs, assuming that you can afford it, right? So now let's talk about the maximum. What happens if you have an Ani who comes up to you and he asks for tzedakah, he asks for, uh, for, for money, and you don't, uh, you, you, have, you have money to give. You can't, let's say, cover all of his needs or you don't want to cover all of his needs. So then how much should you really be giving? So we said, to be yotzi yachiv, the raisa, even if you give a mashu, someone asks you for money, he needs it, you give him a mashu. Mazel tov, your yotzi yachiv, the raisa of giving tzedakah. But is there like a, a number on top of that? So here we're, is where we're introduced to the sugya of, of, uh, of Meiser and specifically Meiser Ksafim. So here the Shulchan Aruch writes, he says that if you don't have all the needs of Dani. Let's say someone comes up to you and he asks you, he says, uh, my house burnt down, I need $10,000, okay? So you don't have $10,000 now to give to the Daka. So Mido, right? So he said, you can give him just the Mashu and then, and then you're, uh, you're Yotzi. But then the Shulchan Aruch says, if you don't have, uh, if you don't have, if, you know, the $10,000 to give him, so the ideal, you should give him 20% of your income. If not 20, 10%, uh, which is Mido Binonis, uh, and, and then less than 10% is already Ayn Ra. That's like a, that's a stingy eye. But uh, but twenty percent that's the mitzvah that's a mitzvah minimum of chayyim. Here we're introduced really to the sugya of ma'aser k'safim, and the question really is: Is this chiyav a deraisa or a The Shulchan Aruch doesn't say that it's a deraisa. On the contrary, some wanted to be medayik in the Shulchan Aruch that maybe it sounds a little bit like the because it doesn't say you have to do it. He starts you know giving you grades. If you give twenty percent, that's mitzvah minimum of That's the best. If you give ten percent, that's midah binonis. That's the middle. If you give less than ten percent, so then that's ayin ra. That's stingy. But not that there's a chiyav to give. You know more than the, the minimum amount. The chiv the rice is just to give uh, a minimum. So where this idea of uh, of meisuk safim is that it in the rice is in the rabbanon. So we have uh, we we find it already by Yaakov Avinu, who's the one who who gives meisuk. All share titan li aser asrani lach. And the tosos in 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 uh, the, the tosos in the Gemara in Tainus 
um, he quotes a Sifri that says, it says, Aserta, Aserta, Kol your entire, your entire uh, produce, and, we, and the Sifri darshans from the word Kol to be marbe, all of your business, that you have to get my sir from all of your uh, business income, mashma, that it's a doraisa. However, the Marami Rottenberg says that no, the Maisuk Safim is just, uh, just a minig. Shekach no agu kol, uh, kol agul, it's a, it's a minig, a strong minig, but, but, it's, uh, but it's definitely minig. And it's also mashma that's a minig from, from the Gemara that says, Amoravilai, um, Usho hitkinu, Hamibazbe, someone who gives money to Tzedakah, someone who gives money to Tzedakah, Alibazbe, Yosem Rechomish, don't give more than 20. Mashma, someone who gives, don't give more than 20. But not that you're obligated to give. So again, so giving more than, uh, giving more than, uh, than the minimal amount, that we have Machok, is whether it's a Dindar to give 10%, 20%, or whether it's just uh, a Dindar Banan or even a Minig. How do we pass in Allah The way we pass in today, Allah Lamaisa, the majority of the post game, pass in Allah Lamaisa, that the that my giving ten percent, giving twenty percent, is a din is uh, is just a minute. It's a minute, but it's a very strong minute because it's been practiced for for many generations. And uh, and on top of that. Um, and on top of it being a, a strong minig, some of the Mepharshim say that it has a gather of, uh, of, uh, of a shua, as a gather of an oath, because if you've already done it a few times, so now you're obligated to, now you're obligated to, give, uh, to give more than uh, to, to actually give it. And that's why when a person starts giving maiser, the Akronim say that it's best to start really off by saying that you're doing it, uh, that you're doing it blineder. Uh, and, and we also find that all the poskim, uh, that all the Akronim, they all handle like different shilas that have to do in maiser. How exactly do I calculate my income? Ten percent before tax, after tax, all those things. Obviously, they're they're learning that a person needs to give uh, needs to give ten percent of his um, of his ten uh, percent or twenty percent of his income. That it's a strong minig that Amisrael was was makab. So let's summarize everything we did up until now because it's uh, it's very clear and it's not complicated at all. Number one, we saw that there's a chiv de raisa to give tzedaka. When is that chiv de raisa initiated? It's chiv de raisa is initiated when someone asks you for money or you know that someone needs money. And you have the money to, to give, right? That's when the chiyav is uh, that's when the chiyav is initiated. How much do you need to give? Ideally, me the raisa day mechsaru. You have to give him all all of what he needs. Now comes the Raman. He says that that giving him all of his needs is not necessarily a din on you specifically, on, on you by yourself. Rather, it's a din on the tzibur, that the community needs to make sure that this individual, this ani, has all of uh, what he needs. However, the Ramah says that if no one else is around and it's just you and you're the only one that can do it and you could afford it, so then you would be obligated to give, uh, to give all of his, uh, all of his uh, needs. If you can't cover all the costs or if you can't give him uh, all of the needs that, that you need, so what's the minimum amount you should give him? Mida rice, the minimum, minimum amount is amash, will give him, uh, give him just a drop. What's the maximum? So the Maximum. Here comes that. Here comes the, this concept of Maisrik Safim, where we find that Midrabanan, you should uh, you should really set aside part. Not Midrabanan, really, it's a minug to set aside part of your uh, part of your income in order to to give to uh, to give to, to the needy to give to to give to tzedakah. So twenty percent is mitzvah minimum, or ten percent is uh, is uh, mida binonis, and less than that is uh, is uh, is stingy. And then we ended off with the Chafetz Chaim, who says the the milus of giving tzedakah and how important it is to give tzedakah. Whenever giving tzedakah is going to have uh, wealth and atzlach and bracha and siyata dishmaya. And as we mentioned. Um, many times before that, uh, that the, the, your net worth is what you've given, not what you have. Because what a person has, it can be here today, it can be gone tomorrow. But what he gave, that's something they will never be able to take away from you. The money that you gave to help other people, to give to, to tzedakah, to whatever it is. So that, that will never be able to, to be taken away from you. So now we got into the into the, the next thing that we did is to really get into the nitty-gritty details of, uh, of my Safim, of giving tzedakah, and how exactly, uh, how exactly it works. So as we mentioned, 
uh, or it's fascinating, there's, this, there's a pamphlet called Kola Torah, where Shlomo Zalman, there's a lot of halachas on Meiser Ksafim, and it has to do with, with, um, with, uh, with Meiser. That there's a pamphlet that where Shlomo Zalman has, uh, discusses a lot about Meiser Ksafim, but he introduces it. What he does is, is that he says he gives two pieces of it. He, gives, he says two things. He says, number one, whenever a person gives tzedakah, he should always say that he's doing a blinader, right? When he's giving Meiser, right? Stuck is a chiv doraisa, that you have to give when someone asks you money. But when you're giving Meiser, you're giving 10%, 20%, whatever it is, so that, that, uh, that you should say that you're doing it blinader. And then on top of that, he adds and he says that we're going to discuss a lot of questions that have to do with Meiser Ksafim. But, but he gives like a, like, a, like a notice. He says you should know that since the halacha of giving Meisr Ksafim, we don't find it in Shas, we don't really find it in the, in the Shulchan Aruch. Uh, and since we don't find it, so a lot of the ways of how to calculate the Meisr, how to calculate your, your income, he says a lot of it is just Svar. He says, so I'm just sharing with you what, what, my, uh, what my Svar is. Or a quote from previous uh, uh, postkim. But those previous postkim, also they would be, uh, also they would, would uh, a lot of them is coming from their own, uh, their own personal Svar. So that's how, just that we don't really, we, we never found that with, with any other halacha, because every other halacha uh, will tell you, okay, there's a source in the Gemara, there's a source in the Rishonim, there's a source in, in the Shulchan Aruch, but here we don't really have all these sources, so a lot of these, uh, these later Achorim, they're basically saying we're, we're going to do it uh, based on, our, on, on, on logic. So, the first thing that we discussed that actually does have a source in the early Rishonim is how do we, calcul- how do we calculate your, your income, or, or what income is obligated in, uh, in Meister. So, Rabbi Yonah says, all forms of income. Let's say you have six jobs, you have to accumulate all six jobs. How much did you make from these six jobs in uh, in uh, in a year, whatever it is, the halach is you need to give meiser on or, or the the minig, the strong minig is that you need to give meiser on that. Um and all that income that, that is collected. So any form of money that comes in, you would be obligated. So therefore, in Israel, where you get money for, uh, for kids, it's called kitzvah tiladim, right? So if you're getting, you get a kitzvah for, uh, for, for your kids, uh, you get a certain amount, so at the, depending on how many kids you have. So you would have to give meiser on, uh, on that as well. Also, if you get a person gets an inheritance and gets a lump sum of money, even if the individual who gave the inheritance um, he's been giving meiser his entire life, but now that you got it, you also are obligated to give meiser on, uh, on that amount. So what about calculating the meiser? So again, so all of your income is obligated in meiser. You have to give meiser on all of your income when, when it comes in, right? Different forms, even if you find money. You find money in the street, Allah is you need to give meiser, uh, or the minag is that you need to give meiser on that, uh, on that thing that, that you found. What about, now let's calculate. Or a person makes, let's say, $100,000 a year, but tax takes away... $30,000, so you left with $70,000. So are you, is the meiser that you need to give pre-tax or post-tax? So here, Rav uh, Moshe and Rav Shlomo Salman both paskin that income tax is deducted from your overall income, right? So if a person makes $100,000, but at the end of the day, he's only getting 70. So really, how much did he make? He only made $70,000. So you'll only have to give $7,000 of meiser, uh, of meiser that year. However, However, when it comes to other forms of taxes, like when you have a sales tax in Israel, you have 17% that you're paying for VAT, that for, for VAT, or you, have, uh, you buy a property and you're paying a tax on that, or there's Arnona, which is like the, the property tax here. So those are all after income, meaning you got your income, now it's sitting in your bank, and now you're able to pay, now you have these other obligations that you have to pay, so those do not, are not deducted from, uh, from your meiser. Those, need, those come out from your actual, uh, from your actual uh, income. So that's, uh, that was the, the first Sugi, I guess, that, that we discussed, the first practical uh, shaila that we discussed with calculating meiser of really how to calculate, uh, how to calculate your income. And next week, uh, we'll discuss more of these halachas.